Welcome back to another volume of Truly Disturbing Tales from Reddit. Today we're going to be narrating three new and settling stories, taken directly from the platform. I encourage you all to sit back, grab a snack, and enjoy these terrifying personal accounts. Now, without any further delay, let's jump right in. I'm a 32-year-old woman, and I live in California, where this story takes place. Part of the reason I'd like to share this story is because it happened only a few weeks back, and I still can't quite wrap my head around it. While I'm safe and sound now, there was certainly a point where I doubted that would be the case. A few weeks back, I was finishing my day at work. I work a typical 9-to-5 boring job in an office setting, so much of my day is spent thinking about what I'm going to do once I get off dinner thoughts, what I could watch on Netflix, did I want to hit the gym, those were all things bouncing off my mind as 5 o'clock finally hit. I stroll out to the parking lot after saying goodnight to the few co-workers I enjoy working with and hop into my car. My office is about a mile away from the freeway that I need to take to get home, and because I've been at this job for years already, I can more or less do this stretch of the drive on autopilot. I pull out into traffic and start my journey home. At the first red stoplight, I fiddle with the radio trying to find a suitable soundtrack for the 15 or so miles between work and my front door. The second red light, I can just about see my on-ramp. But in between the second and third stoplights that I go through, something catches my eye in my rearview mirror. There's a black sedan sort of weaving in and out of both lanes on my side of the road. Like I said, I live in California, and terrible drivers are absolutely nothing new to me. I take notice of the fact that this driver is roughly five or six cars behind me at this point. Just a mental note before I continue on my way. I make the right turn onto the freeway, and I'm pleasantly surprised to see that traffic is not terrible. Seems like it's going to be smooth sailing home, which is wonderful. But as I make my way from the right lanes to the left, I see that that same black sedan that was weaving on the surface streets has made its way onto the freeway too. It's not a big deal. But at this point, I kind of just want to let this person who's in an obvious rush pass me by, so that they can go about their way, and I can be on mine without having to worry about being sideswiped or rear-ended by a destructive driver. I can see them in my mirror, speeding up and down as they move between the other cars on the interstate. They're in the lane directly to my right, and as I lose sight of them in my rear view, I can only assume that they're set to pass me. Great. Get it over with. But as this car pulls up next to me, the driver, a guy who looks like he's in his mid to late 20s, short-cut hair, darker complected, kind of just begins to hover next to me. It's like he's let his foot off the gas, trying to coast parallel to me. As this catches my attention, I glance over at him, and he's just staring through the passenger side of my car, at me. But it's not like a checking me out sort of stare. It's more like he's trying to study me. This is immediately unsettling, and I look away back towards the road. But he lingers a little bit longer, before falling back a ways and staying one lane over from me. I thought this was weird, and I didn't like the feeling. But what could I really do? My daily commute takes me onto two freeways. The one I'm on right now leads me to the smaller highway that takes me to my home. This means in about two miles... I have to merge from this five-lane highway to the smaller, 
less populated two-lane highway that's going to get me to my house. When I hit the junction to change highways, I notice that the black sedan does the same. And now, my anxiety is starting to inch higher. It feels like I'm being followed. I start to collect my thoughts and try my best not to spiral. I decide that I'm not going to drive home. If I'm being followed, there's no way that I want this person knowing where I live. I'm going to head to a grocery store or a shopping center, someplace that is packed with people. Maybe I can get there and get away or blend in and this guy will just leave me be. But as I'm exploring all these potential options, the black sedan comes up fast on my right-hand side and passes me before pulling directly into the left lane, the lane that I'm in, and slamming on his brakes. The car is now fully stopped on the road diagonally. The way he cut me off forced me to brake so that now my car is stopped and completely blocked. The shoulder to my left is blocking me one way, the rear of his car is blocking me the other way. And that's when this man exits his car and begins to walk right towards me. He's tall, slender, and I can see that tucked to his side, almost blending in with his dark pants, is something in his hand. It's a gun. I'm shocked and terrified, and even worse, I have nowhere to go. He strolls up to my window and peers directly at me. I can only imagine the look on my face when he pauses for a moment before saying something to me through my window. Sorry, wrong chick. He then beelines back for his car, hops in the driver's side, and pulls off. Now I'm absolutely shaken, in tears and still absolutely terrified when I hear the sounds of horn honks behind me. There's a line of cars beginning to stack up, and I'm sure that most of them maybe save for the first person in the line, had no idea what just happened. I can't do anything but pull over to the side of the road, get myself out of traffic, and proceed to lose my shit. I eventually called the police, reported the whole incident, and gave up all the information I could. Other than knowing he was in a black car, I didn't know the make or model, or have it in my mind to look at the license plate as he pulled off. That being said, I've yet to hear back from the cops in regards to this situation. I still have no idea who that man was or who the right chick was, but I pray that he never found her either. This all happened about two years ago when I was 19. I'm a female just for the record. I was in school at the time and had just moved out of student accommodation into an actual flat with my friend group of six. The night we moved in, it was just me and one of the girls I'm close friends with. Let's call her Lucy. I had my boyfriend over at the time. Let's call him Alec. The other people who were moving in were moving in two weeks later as they were all on various holidays or visiting home. So it was just the three of us. Lucy was in her room and Alec and I were smoking a joint in bed watching kung fu movies. At some point, we both notice a man, a six-foot-tall man, probably around 300 pounds, pacing outside of our window, and occasionally trying to glance inside. We're on a basement floor, but the windows are on ground level. Okay, it's weird, but we'll just make sure the windows are locked. Twenty or so minutes pass, everything seems okay until Lucy runs into my room and says, Hey, 
There's a man in the house. I think we left the door unlocked by accident. F***ing chills. I'm like, what do you mean there's a man in the house? Alec is frozen solid. Me and Lucy go into the hall, and the huge man who we saw looking in the windows is right there. We ask, what are you doing here? He pulls out his phone and shows us a text message from an unsaved number with our address written in it and something about people being inside. He tells us he's looking for his girlfriend and that she lives here. And we're like, no, the hell she does not. Please remove yourself from our house now. He says okay, and they'll phone his girlfriend. He proceeds to make a call, turning his phone to low volume, and we can hear that he's speaking to another man on the phone, someone who is clearly not his girlfriend. With more urgency this time, we tell him that he needs to leave. He needs to get out of our house. And he responds with, Okay. He leaves. We lock the door. But we're all shaking. We tell our upstairs neighbors, who we had just met earlier that day, about the whole ordeal. We'll call them Charlotte, Matt, and Rob. They inform us that the same man had tried to come into their house, insisting his girlfriend had lived there. Charlotte already had a boyfriend, who we knew of and had also met us that day. Rob had more balls than all of us. He had threatened Big Guy with a knife the time that he came to their house and said that if he ever saw him again, he'd have a real sharp gift for the guy. Needless to say, Big Guy never bothered them again. Over the next couple of weeks, we'd see the Big Guy occasionally, somewhat near our house. I think I even saw him try to peer into our windows one final time. I have absolutely no doubt that he tried the front door again, but it was always locked after that first time. I have no idea what would possess a person to walk into a stranger's house, but seeing as this guy has made a habit of it, I'm betting that it's not to welcome new neighbors with fresh-baked cookies. So I recently recalled a memory that was buried long, long ago. Something terrifying that my older sister and I saw on a walk home from elementary school. I initially thought that I had made it up, but she confirmed that what I remembered was true, and the more I think about it, the more it scares my 36-year-old brain. My sister Bianca and I are four years apart, and I had the blessing of being able to have the most attentive and protective big sister, and she has always had this remarkable sixth sense, to the point that I've sworn that my gullible naivety that I had at that age could never grasp that this situation was extremely dangerous until now. Going back in time, I was seven years old, first or second grade. My sister would have been in the fifth grade, age 11. We lived in a small town in the South Bay area of California, about 45 minutes south of San Jose. This was an extremely hot day, but we walked the usual eight blocks from our elementary school to our home. Just some info regarding my mom. She worked nights stocking at our local Safeway, most of my adolescent life, so we were very independent young girls. We got up, got ready for school on our own. Mom slept until 3.30 p.m., then she'd get up, clean, wash, and made dinner before work at 9. I mention this more for background on the type of childhood I had. It was a different time in the early 90s. Every day we stayed after school for an hour with our favorite kindergarten teacher. Mrs. Marfia. My siblings and I all had the blessing of having the same kindergarten teacher that we developed a super close relationship with her 
and enjoyed helping her clean up and prepare for her morning class every day. Mrs. Marfia usually would drive us home in the afternoon, but she couldn't that day due to staying later than usual to wait for her husband James to pick her up and take her to the mechanic to pick up her car. So this meant that my sister and I were going to be the only kids walking home at this time. We didn't care because of all the attention this wonderful teacher gave us. This lady was an absolute gem. In the 90s, the area behind my house was an undeveloped lot, a good three blocks long by one and a half blocks wide, directly in front of the newly placed skate park. So from my backyard, we could see the park. Upon passing the park, we would race or run from the sidewalk that borders the park to the back door of our fence, which was my favorite because my sister always let me feel like I was the winner. But halfway through the run, I'm ahead as I mentioned before, and I'm passing through the normal sticker bushes. Everything is dirt and ugly tall weeds that would poke you badly if you got too close to them. Some of the bushes you could hide under, but it was so ugly we usually raced to avoid the stickers. So I'm literally 100 yards from the fence, and I hear my sister scream my name. Like not a normal scream, but she shouts my first and middle name really sharply, and I stop dead in my tracks. I yell backwards, what? Right before I can turn around fully and see what's going on, she plows right into me. She's grabbing my shoulders while wrapping her arm to shield my face from what I'm sure I'll be scared of. This is all while shoving me forward, and I'm so very confused. There is no time to say anything, but from the break between her fingers, I see two sets of legs under a large bush. This is where my memory plays like I'm watching a movie, and I can rewind every detail. I've spent many hours with my sister recalling the details that I had blocked out, but I scared myself with how vividly I could remember what had happened. I witness an assault. They are laying down under a large bush with both sets of legs exposed. I see a man dressed in a red tank top with dirty blue jeans and black boots. He has sunglasses on, and he was agitated to say the least. He was choking this young woman. She was maybe 20 years old, wearing overalls, white shirt, and white sandals. Her face was dirty, bruised, and her lips were blue. She was trying her best to scratch at his hands, moaning in pain. This is all I get to see, obviously more than enough, before my sister yanks me an alternate way. She said that she was afraid he'd follow us or see us unlock our back gate to the house, so she took me around the long way. At this point, I'm yelling, I'm scared, I'm sobbing to her, asking her, Sissy, what was that? That guy was killing her. My sister said, We have to go. Hurry, we can tell mom. Hurry up. All I see after is a blur until we get home and wake my mom up, hysterically telling her what we saw. She called the police, but we never got any information regarding if they found that woman or the guy. I've scoured the internet for anything about an assault or kidnapping, anything, and I've never seen or heard a thing. My sister cried when I asked her recently about this memory. Like I said, I thought it was something I dreamt up or imagined. But the detail I recalled made her scared that what we had seen had severely traumatized me. But who knows? It's scary in any context. So the man who was attacking that poor girl one day after school, I hope you reap what you sow, and we never meet again.